Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Lots to get into today. Hit that share button. Comment, comment, comment. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'm testing out a new camera today, um, so hopefully this works. Um, should be a much higher quality camera. Lots to talk about today. Before we get into it, remind everyone my new book is available on Amazon, The Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Immigration Argument. Please check it out if you haven't already, along with my other books. Um, building quite a collection, Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Gun Control Argument and Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Abortion Argument, all available on Amazon. Appreciate all of the support. Okay, let's get into this. I try to usually avoid topics like this because if you followed the show, if you've followed me, whether it's on this show or my previous show, you know I like to get all the facts together to create a full picture of what happens, especially when you're talking about things that have policy implications. So especially when there are local stories, local stories can develop very slowly. So I try to stand back and not cover them until we really know what's going on. But this is a story we have to talk about today because the left has run to blame conservatives for a poor girl's death so quickly that they quite literally have gotten out in front of their skis and the narrative that they're building is falling apart. But as I always say on the show, and as many people say, a lie can get around the world before the truth even has a chance to put on its boots. So it's important to cover this topic, if only for the fact that everyone else who's covering it seems to be advancing a complete and total lie. So we're going to talk, start with talking about what actually happened, then cover how the left has spun it for their own aims, and then we're going to talk about how the narrative has completely fallen apart. So this is what we know. There's a school in Oklahoma where a girl who goes by Next Benedict, but her birth name, her legal name, was Dagny Benedict, that'll be important in a second, got in an altercation with a couple of girls in a bathroom. A fight broke out. And all we know is that the following day, this girl, Next Benedict, who is non-binary, she claims, passed away. Now, the left ran with this and advanced a story that literally accused the right conservatives of causing this girl to be beaten to death in a bathroom. Now, from the very beginning, we knew that that wasn't true. She wasn't beaten to death in a, a bathroom. But they're trying to advance this narrative anyway, and they're quite literally blaming conservatives for it. This is the independent, which is not even in this country, ran with one of the earlier examples of this complete spin. Headline, Oklahoma banned trans students from bathrooms. Now next Benedict is dead after a fight at school. The New York Times ran with anti-trans policies draw scrutiny after 16-year-old's death in Oklahoma. But the worst has come from the leftist influencers who don't have a big formal mainstream media platform to have to like care about the legitimacy. They just put things out and they just run with it. Right. One of these influencers is V Spehar. Now she ran, she rose to prominence after January 6th. She did a news report underneath a desk pretending to be hiding from the January 6th protesters. So she, her platform, her channel is called under the desk news. She has been working with the DNC unapologetically, right? She has a management company that has a formal agreement with the DNC. And right when that happens, she starts getting invites to the white house. Literally, she's advancing DNC propaganda. And I think that there's a lot of 
a lot of synergy there. She agrees with far-left politics, so of course she'd want to advance it. But what she's done here, and this is her TikTok channel, if you want to check out just how crazy this is, she's 3.1 million followers. So it's important. When she says something that's completely false, it's important because so many people are just going to believe it. Here she is, and we're going to pause it whenever she talks about something that's very clearly a lie and debunk it. Just want to show you just how radical we're talking here. Here we go. Here she is explaining what happened in her opinion. Right Republican rhetoric contributed to the beating death of a 16-year-old student in Oklahoma. Okay, so I'm going to pause it right there. There is no evidence to suggest that she was beaten to death. And there is no evidence to suggest that far-right rhetoric played a role in anything. But just making it up, just quite literally making it up. Just a few weeks ago, Ryan Waters, the superintendent of schools in Oklahoma, added the creator of libs of TikTok to the school library board. Now, that has nothing to do with an altercation between a group of girls in a bathroom. It just, it just doesn't. She is trying to create a narrative that doesn't exist. And it was too much even for the people of Oklahoma. There was no benefit to putting a woman from California who has no children in the Oklahoma school system on the school board when the entire ethos of her social media account is to attack, dehumanize, criticize, and dox queer people. That is not true. What Libs of TikTok does, as I, as I said in the beginning, is Libs of TikTok run by Haya Raichik. They identify leftist Twitter accounts, leftist TikTok accounts, leftist teachers, school board administration uh, officials, right? And take the videos that they themselves have posted and just publish it themselves so that everyone can see how crazy these people are. So it's not an issue of criticizing. It's not an issue of dehumanizing. It's just amplifying the craziness that already exists. You see, the left considers this to be an act of terrorism. We'll get to that in a little bit. But all libs of TikTok does is identify the stuff that's already happening and making sure as many people can see it as possible. And that hateful rhetoric and dehumanizing of queer people, coupled with the broad attacks on trans children, resulted in the death of a child. That is crazy. Libs of TikTok highlighting the lunacy of liberal teachers, administrators, um, activists, did not contribute to the death of this poor girl. It just didn't happen. She wants it to happen, but it didn't happen. That's the problem with leftism. When leftis leftism is based on this idea that they create a whole coalition of supporters, voters, that they have to convince them they're victims. And the problem with that is when victimization is in short supply, they have to invent it. Otherwise, the Ponzi scheme that they've created collapses under its own weight. They need to create the victimization in order to get more people and convince them that they're victims. Well, let's keep going. This here is next Benedict. Legal name Dagny Benedict. They were a straight A student who lived with their grandma, loved to draw, and loved animals. And three older girls in the high school beat them to death on the floor of the girls' bathroom. This is false. Not even close to being true. Not even close at all. Here is the school. 
the update on a student's passing. Like th this, this was publicly available information very early on. On the afternoon of February 7th, a physical altercation occurred in a restroom at the Owasso High School West Campus. Students were in the restroom for less than two minutes, and the physical altercation was broken up by other students who were present. Once the altercation was broken up, all students involved in the altercation walked under their own power to the assistant principal's office. So she was not beaten to death on the floor of a bathroom. She quite literally walked to the nurse's office. The attack was broken up by a teacher who did not call an ambulance, even though next could not walk themselves to the nurse's office. Again, not true. All students involved, I mean, let me highlight it. All students involved in the altercation walked under their own power to the assistant principal's office and nurse's office. Following district protocols, each of the students involved in the altercation was given a health assessment by a district registered nurse. Per district protocol, students needing further support are transported to a medical facility either by ambulance or by parent or guardian, depending on the severity of the injuries. While it was determined that an ambulance service was not required, out of the abundance of caution, it was recommended to one parent that their student visit a medical facility for further examination. So what the school did is they didn't like refuse to call an ambulance. They checked her out, saw that it wasn't completely life-threatening, but did recommend that she go to a hospital to get checked out further. It's just a complete lie. This is a complete lie. And did not call the police. Instead, they sent them home to their grandmother, who ended up taking them to the hospital where they succumbed to their injuries. So that is not true. That's just also very much not true. It's tragic. It's absolutely tragic, but this girl went to the hospital, was treated, and then released, and then passed away at a later date. This claim that she passed away at the hospital from her injuries is just not true. Next identified as non-binary. They committed no crime. That is also not true. And I, I really hate doing this. You don't want to slander or speak ill of the dead, but we know very clearly that the crime was committed. Here, is, here are text messages from next to one of her family members. who have, These texts have been released to the media. The media is reporting them to be authentic. Where next, Dagny Benedict said, I got jumped at school three on one, had to go to the ER. Are you okay? All good, just scrapes and bruises. Got a shot in the butt for my pain, but I'm still dizzy and nauseous in the morning. I might have a concussion. Why did they jump you? What did the school do about it? And here's what next texted. They had been bullying me and my friends, and I got tired of it. So I poured some water on them, and all three came after me. School did not report to police and is probably getting sued. Then they lost the girls after they made me and my friends separate, and one of my friends had to be escorted to the bus because they couldn't find them. So here's the problem. Under Oklahoma law, it is a crime to throw water at someone. And I'm not an Oklahoma resident, but there was a very high profile instance of this last year where a protester at the Oklahoma State House threw water on one of the representatives uh, because they didn't like the way they had voted on a bill. And no surprise, this was a trans protester, trans rights protester, throwing water at a uh, member of the legislature. And here you can see from the police report, from the police report, they, they make it very clear 
that spraying them with water was a criminal act. It was a criminal act of assault. Throwing water at someone can be prosecuted as assault in Oklahoma. So when you see her admit to throwing water on three girls, they did not jump her as the media has claimed, or as she even claimed. Jumping is suggesting that they were laying in wait and attacked her for no reason. The media is saying that they attacked her because she's trans, because she's non-binary. But from her own text messages, which the media is reporting to have received from family members, she was attacked because she assaulted someone else. She assaulted three people. Now, you shouldn't fight. Someone throws water on you, you don't, you don't fight them. But this narrative that she was killed because of her sexual or gender identity, when the text messages that they're presenting, her family's presenting, show that she started an altercation by an act of assault, it's just a very different narrative. It's a very different narrative. And no one should die. No one should be attacked in a bathroom. No one should die because they spilled water on someone. But this narrative that she was completely in the right and did nothing wrong, and she was attacked because of her identity, just isn't true. This is something that the left likes to do. They like to take statistics and boil them down and say, oh, everyone in this category was killed or attacked because of who they are. So because a non-binary girl was attacked in a bathroom, that automatically means she must have been attacked because the other person hated her for her sexual identity, gender identity. It's nonsense. The text messages that her family released prove it's nonsense. Let's keep going. You're a kid out there right now who identifies as non-binary and you're seeing this kind of stuff and it's making you feel very hopeless. Just know that there are people out here who are fighting for you, who are fighting to make sure that this never happens again. You will get to grow up. You will get to be who you want to be. And we will not let them take that away from you. So the interesting thing here is just biologically, puberty blockers that are often given to these trans kids quite literally stop them from growing up stop them from going through puberty, which is essential to brain development and maturation. So I, I always find this very interesting that when someone like V claims that they are fighting so that kids get to grow up, they are advocating for policies that allow doctors and their parents to quite literally prevent them from ever growing up because these, these medications are not reversible. So the interesting thing is that after it's come to light, after it's come to light that, well, let's just put it up on the screen. Oklahoma police now say that non-binary teen's death was not the result of injuries from high school fight. An autopsy was done on the child, and the autopsy re revealed that her death was not caused by trauma received during that fight. Now, they're still waiting on toxicology reports, which is itself interesting. They won't release the total findings, but they say they're waiting on toxicology reports. That's interesting because we know that she was given a painkiller at the hospital. It is possible that that painkiller might have interacted with something else in her system, which is tragic, but not the result of a being beat to death in a bathroom the way that the left is claiming. Now, V, this under-the-desk news, is refusing to accept this police report. I don't... Hey there, quick little update on the killing of Nex Benedict. 
Next was the 16-year-old sophomore at Owasso High School in Oklahoma who was beaten by three older high school girls in the bathroom. Police now saying that they're just not sure that the cause of death of this child was the beating they received in the girls' bathroom, or perhaps they died of natural causes due to some potentially unknown medical issue. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not going to listen to the medical reports. We're not going to listen to the autopsy, the coroner. We're going to continue advancing our bullshit narrative that she was beaten to death on the floor in the bathroom, even though the facts of the case indicate that she was not. That's not going to happen. Why aren't we going to do that, V? We're not doing that. Even if this kid did have some sort of medical issue, it was certainly exacerbated by the absolute beating that those three girls put down on them. Not defending anyone who attacked any girl in the bathroom, but you're leaving out the important part of this story, which is that the three girls, by Nex's own admission through those text messages, those three girls were the victims of an assault. And that's not saying that throwing water on someone means that you get to beat someone to death, but that isn't what happened. They were assaulted and then they beat her up. Now, whether or not that's a proportional response, a three-on-one is a proportional response, is up to a, a lot of people to decide. Prosecutors, judges, juries, that's up to them to decide. But to claim that it was unprovoked and that she was just beaten to death and beaten down on is not true. It's not reflected in the facts of this case. Well, so there's no them. There's no them doing this to her. I mean, th th this is kind of reminiscent of the initial autopsy report for George Floyd that said, oh, no, he was not strang uh, strangulated. He was not uh, strangled. He was not asphyxiated. He died as a result of the chemical cocktail that was in his system. We don't know what she did in the 24 hours after she got into a tussle in a bathroom. We don't. We don't. And, and to say that there's, it's not possible that she could have done or taken something that could have caused her death is ridiculous. The three girls who beat necks are likely underage, and I do not advocate for you doxing them, naming them, or making content about them. But if you do know who they are, please report them to your local police department or to your parents. Yeah, don't dox them, but <laughs> send them to the police. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was going to show more of these, but I really don't want to. I really don't want to show any more of these because, listen, they're trying to claim that conservatives are to blame for this, that conservatives are to blame for this poor girl's death. And they highlight libs of TikTok. They highlight hierarchic. If they saw this show, they'd probably blame me too. And this stems from something that they believe exists but really doesn't which is a term known as stochastic terrorism. Stochastic terrorism, the definition, says that when political or media figures publicly demonize a person or group in such a way that it inspires supporters of the figures to commit a violent acts against the target of that speech. So basically, what they call stochastic terrorism is libs of TikTok identifies a teacher in that school that is doing crazy stuff that has led these girls to become a victim of an assault and then beat someone who looked up to that teacher. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous causal 
link that they're trying to argue exists. But this is the basis of their argument that conservatives are causing these violent actions, stochastic terrorism. The problem is that's not a thing. It might be a thing in literature, in, in sociology, in political science. It is not a legal concept because in the United States, we are protected by a Supreme Court case called Brandenburg v. Ohio. Now, there were laws in Ohio similar to this leftist idea of stochastic terrorism. At the time, Ohio law uh, prohibited public speech that advocated different illegal activities. Um, it, it made it illegal to advocate crime, sabotage, violence, or unlawful methods of terrorism as a means of accomplishing industrial or political reform. Now, that terrorism is actually a very simple term to define. It's the use or threat of violence to achieve a political end. That is what terrorism is. So the case of Brandenburg v. Ohio involved KKK leader Brandenburg making a speech at a Klan rally in Ohio. And he was convicted under that statute, arguing that he was advocating violence. Now, what the Supreme Court found was that, no, the First Amendment protects political speech unless you can prove that two things are happening. One, that the speech is directed at inciting or producing imminent lawless action, and two, is likely to incite or produce such action. It's not good enough to say that, oh, they riled people up and that must have caused it. No, you have to prove that they intended to cause imminent lawless action and that their speech was likely to cause such action. That's Anything else is constitutionally protected speech, period, full stop. And yet when you see them go after Libs of TikTok, Haya Rachik, they are arguing that that shouldn't be protected speech, that shining a light on the lunacy of the trans issue is itself an act of violence. This is basically the underlying logic behind Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump, that he stood at the podium on the ellipse in the National Mall. And even though he said, go protest peacefully, they're arguing that there were enough dog whistles in there, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, to encourage people to storm the Capitol. Didn't happen. It's not true. But that's the argument they're making, that Donald Trump is, is himself a stochastic terrorist. The problem with all of this is not just that they are disgustingly using this poor girl's death for their own political purposes. But they are themselves <laughs> engaging in what they call stochastic terrorism. Lives of TikTok, higher chick, she's been bombarded with death threats in the last couple of weeks over things like this, right? There have been university professors who have highlighted her. She just had her Stripe account almost suspended. She had to fight to get it back under the claim that she's a terrorist. I mean, these have real world implications. And the crazy part about all of this is the left says it's a crime to highlight the ridiculousness on the left. But they don't see anything wrong with them going after the conservatives that they're, they're mad at. Libs of TikTok, our show, all these shows, don't demonize people. Frankly, I believe that this is a serious mental health issue that needs to get fixed. And the solution to this mental health issue, especially when it involves children, is not to buy into it 
and to, and to support it, but to give them the mental help that they need rather than embracing their own delusions. It's, it's insane. This whole issue to see how this has devolved from a fight occurred in a bathroom, a girl died the next day to now saying that Oklahoma law was to blame that uh, a Twitter user was to blame that conservatives were to blame that a library board member was to blame. They're putting the blame at everyone except for tragically the girl who started this altercation. They are blaming everyone except for the girl who started this altercation by throwing water on someone, which yes, under Oklahoma law, when it's not done out of love, is an act of assault. That's it's not a it's not a fun thing to do. Say, oh, this girl died, passed away, but she started it. It's not a fun. It's not a fun side to take. But I didn't make this text up. Media says that this text was given to them by family members. It's text exchange. Very clear. And we've just seen that all of the elements of their narrative have been false from the start. She wasn't killed in the bathroom. She walked out. She wasn't carried to the nurse's office because she couldn't make it. She walked on her own. She wasn't denied an ambulance. They, the nurse said it wasn't severe enough for an ambulance, but recommended that her guardian take her to the hospital to get checked up. She didn't die in the hospital. She was treated, released, and was found dead the next day. Every single part of the left's narrative here has been a lie. Other than the fact that this poor girl has passed away, every element of the left's narrative has been a lie. And while demonizing the right for allegedly causing this attack, the left has done just that. Incited violence against conservatives. Because that's their end goal, right? Their end goal, first they said that silence was violence, but no, also talking is violence. And none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense at all. And I wanted to end on this, which is actually very tragic. Her family has set up a GoFundMe. Um, uh, reject all. Her family has set up a GoFundMe for Dagny Benedict, which is her legal given name. I understand she had a nickname Nex, but her legal name was Dagny Benedict. It's raised $121,000. The family has been attacked by the very people who donated this money. Why? Because they had the gall to set this GoFundMe up for their daughter, for their child, for their family member, under her legal name, the name that they gave her, and not the nickname that she had invented for herself next. And this led to them posting an apology. Updates on February 20th. We are at this time thankful for the ongoing support. This is her mother. This is the girl's mother. We are at this time we at this time are thankful for the ongoing support and did not expect the love from everyone. We are sorry for not using their name correctly. And as parents, we are still learning the correct forms. Please do not judge us as next was judged. Please do not bully us for our ignorance on the subject. Next gave us the res gave us that respect and we are sorry that in our grief we overlooked them. I lost my child the headstone will have the correct name of their choice. The rest of the monies will go to other children dealing with the right to be who they feel they are 
in next Benedict's name. God bless. So this family set up a GoFundMe and they were bullied for using their child's legal name. And as parents, we are still learning the correct forms. No, as parents, you gave the child that name. Unless the child has gone through the legal process of changing their name, that's their name. I'm sorry that that they have a nickname. That's their name. And it is just insane to me to see that the very people who are claiming that bullying caused this are bullying this poor girl's family members, mother, for having the audacity to call her child by the name that she gave her. Well, I want to cover this. Um, camera went out a couple times. Browser froze a couple times during this, so I'm going to have to edit it down. So sorry if there's little cuts and pieces here, but that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. I wanted to cover this because it's a story that's rapidly developing. We'll know more in the coming days about what happened, but it's been ridiculous to watch the left take this, inject their own narrative into it and use it to attack conservatives. That's what they do. That's their brand. And it's important to fight back against that, not to, to sully the name of this poor girl who died, but to make sure that this narrative that they're advancing doesn't lead to real world harm. The very thing that they claim happened, the left is trying to instigate that. Because Libs of TikTok, Hyarachic, is receiving death threats over this. And it's important to set the record straight. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. Mr. Producer Josh will be back um, on Monday, so tune in for that. Uh, sorry, he'll be back on Tuesday, so he'll be on the Wednesday podcast. Tune in for that. Um, Make sure you subscribe, check out my books on Amazon, and share, share, share. We want as many people to see this as possible. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you next time.